Welcome to the new show right here on Active Ephemera Radio. Has never been better. I'm your girl Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix. And like I said, you're listening to the new show on Active Ephemera, and I'm here to give you the lowdown on what's happening in the world around you. We are a day before December. It is the 30th of November. That is crazy, right? Can you imagine? We are sitting to one more month left in this year and then it is all done 2020 is over and stuff but now today's topic we're going to be speaking about the western cape and if you don't know where the western cape is the western cape is a province in south africa just like america has different states in south africa we have nine provinces and one of our provinces is the western cape and the western cape the most known city in the western cape is cape Town. So everyone knows about Cape Town. It is the motherland, the mother city and stuff. But we've been seeing that in Cape Town, there have been a rising of COVID-19 infections and stuff. And a lot of people are questioning whether or not the festivities of the Western Cape, because Western Cape is very famous for tourism attractions, especially in this time of the year. And the question is, will the rise in COVID-19 cases actually hinder or will the rise in COVID-19 cases affect the tourism in the Western Cape this coming year? That's what we're going to be speaking about. It's going to be quite interesting. I'm quite excited to actually see or find out what's going to happen with the Western Cape. So keep listening. I'm your girl Cynthia right here on the new show on Active FM where radio has never been better. go into exactly what's happening in Cape Town. Let's look at the tourism and the reopening of borders that took place on the 1st of October this year. Now, it, effective of the 1st of October, the government actually opened up borders and services during, we are still in lockdown level one, but they opened up the uh, borders and services and that all 18 land ports of entry will be opened and that the other 35 ports of entry remain closed. The Department of Home Affairs also extended the validity period of legal issued visas, which expired during the lockdown period to the 31st of January 2021. Holders of such visas are permitted to remain in the country under the conditions of their visas until 31st January 2021. Those wishing to go back to the country within this period can depart without being declared undesirable persons. The department also resumed services for application for identity cards or documents and for all types of passports. Visa services, including submission of application through VFS Global, also resumed in the following categories. So this is what they resumed on the 1st of October. It was visitors' visas, study visas, treaty visas, business visas, 
crew visas. Our medical treatment visa was also open to go to the Department of Home Affairs, a relative's visa, general work visa, critical skill work visa, intra-company transfer work visa, retired person visa, corporate visa, exchange visa, and then waiver of the prescribed requirement as contempt in Section 31 to see and appeals or reviews contemplated in Section 8 of the Immigration Act. So those services were available from the 1st of October this year. And this has to obviously do with tourism and, and travel within South Africa and outside of South Africa. And then countries that were open for travel, so international countries, there were a whole lot of international countries. I'm not really going to go through, but I'm going to go through some of the places that were open for travel. And these were countries like we had Albania, we had Brazil, we had Bolivia, we had Austria, we had Croatia, Ecuador, France, Georgia. Greece was open, Iceland was open, India, Iran, Israel, Jamaica, uh, Mexico, Nepal, Oman, Peru, Portugal, Russia, Slovakia, Ukraine, United Emirates, United Kingdom, USA, and Venezuela. Those were some of the places that were actually open to travel to from South Africa to go to those places. That's what was basically open. And now because of that, since the 1st of January, the tourism industry has actually gone up. And I know I did a show where we looked at the effects of COVID-19 on the tourism industry and how a lot of people actually cancelled a lot of their bookings. But if you actually go on to these booking sites, for the ones that are not closed, some of them are actually fully booked and things like that. Because people are actually getting into the feel of you know, the festivities, festive season and, and stuff like that. But now in the Western Cape, there could be a resurgence in COVID-19 cases in the festive season. And we see that from Friday, health authorities warn South Africans to be extremely cautious this festive season and will follow precautionary measures to avoid a COVID-19 resurgence. Many people are expected to go on holiday during the December break with interprovincial travel expected to pick. That's the normality here in South Africa. I mean, when December comes, places like Joburg become really, really quiet. If you don't know where Joburg is, Joburg is a city, one of the major cities in Gauteng, which is a province in South Africa. And it really becomes quiet. Now, I'm a Joe Burton. I was born and raised in Joburg, in Johannesburg. And I've seen a lot of Decembers where it becomes really, really, really quiet. It's a very busy city. And that's because people go to other provinces, uh, people's homelands that are usually in other provinces. So people leave Joburg and go to either the Western Cape, Eastern Cape, all these other provinces and, and stuff. So it's a normal here in South Africa. Now, while some provinces such as Gauteng have stable infection rates, currently experts warned a resurgence is highly possible. Now, provinces like the Western Cape and Eastern Cape are already seeing a spike in infection. Cape Town's COVID-19 resurgence is getting worse as cases continue to climb. Now, as of Friday the 27th of October, the Western Cape's health department revealed that cases in the metro rose by 73%. There's also been a 28% increase in deaths. Cape Town has over 3,900 active cases and the province with over 8,400 cases.
Areas of concern in Cape Towns include Mitchell's Plain, which has seen a 185% increase, uh, Kailisha with a 92% increase, and the Southern Sub-District at 87% increase. Now, over the past seven days, the Garden Route has also seen a 117% increase in new COVID-19 cases. The department's Shimani Rechter said reports show that gatherings at social events while not adhering to protective measures has quite a few cases testing positive. And then the Cape Towns or the Western Cape's Premier, Alan Wind, uh, also met with the Cabinet on Friday where they discussed practical ways in which they can slow and manage the spread of COVID infections. Now we're obviously speaking about the fact that you know, tourism could be affected. And I came across an article where they say that Cape Town tourism fears the rising of COVID-19 cases. Now, tourism bodies in Cape Town fear that the rising COVID-19 infections in the city may have a devastating impact on the industry this festive season. And like I said earlier, Cape Town is one of the places that a whole lot of tourists and a whole lot of people go to, especially in the December holidays. They have beautiful uh, vineyards, they have a beautiful sea, their weather is cold sometimes, but really beautiful. They have the upcoming parade that I'm going to speak about a bit later. But there's a whole lot of things that happen in the Western Cape that a lot of people go to the Western Cape or Cape Town specifically to see. Now, although a new, no decision has been made on the possibility of restricting the movement of people, concern abounds. There are now over 8,000 active cases in the province and over 1,000 people have been hospitalized. Now, provincial authorities have stressed the economy cannot afford to go into lockdown. We've seen it throughout the year that economies that have gone into lockdown have actually been really, really affected and severely affected. And we actually saw in the show that I did earlier on about the tourism and the, uh, how COVID-19 and how the lockdowns have actually affected the tourism industry. Now, Summer in the Mother City is nothing without tourists and locals descending on the many beaches along the coastline. But large crowds are, are to be avoided in the resurgence of COVID-19 is to be brought under control. The province's health department say that the infections have been rising steadily since October. In the Cape Metro, the active number of cases have increased from 1,500 two weeks ago to over 2,500 last week. This is an increase of more than 70%. The Cape Winelands, also popular as a destination during the festive season, has seen an 80% increase in infections over the past week. There is also uncertainty, and this is what I want to speak about, uh, there is also uncertainty about whether or not the Tweede Nyevayar uh, street parade, also known as Second New Year. So it's obviously in Afrikaans, which means direct translation is Second New Year street parade. And a staple on the festive holiday calendar will go ahead this year. So they're not really sure if it will go ahead this year. This event traditionally also draws thousands of spectators who usually line the designated route. The Kapsa Klopsa Carnival Association says it will have a final meeting with the city of Cape Town next week before it can be determined whether or not the event will go ahead. And let me tell you a bit about Tweede 
Nueva Yarup Street Parade. And I, this is something that I've always wanted to see. And I haven't really been to one. I've seen videos of it when, you know, you do history of Cape Town and all of these things. You actually see this. But Tweeden Nueva Yar, which also known as Second New Year in English, which is a direct translation of this term, which is in Afrikaans, means is, is a day that is unique to Cape Town and stems from practices associated with the slavery and its history is linked to the Kuhn Carnival. In the mid-19th century, the Cape slaves were given a day off from their duties on the 2nd of January every year. During this alternate New Year celebration, the slaves would dress up as minstrels and dance rhythmically to the sound of bonjos, guitars, guma drums, whistles, trombones and tubas. Tuedan Yevayar, like I said, also known as Second New Year, is a celebration of a community's survival. It illustrates the continuity between its past, present and future. The now deceased iconic musician Talib Peterson is claimed to have said the Tuedan Yevayar celebration this onse dag, and means, and he said, so he basically said that the Tweden Yevayar celebration is our day, basically. When this onse dag means it is our day. It is a day when the local working class community, which survives slavery, segregation, and apartheid, celebrates its existence and perseverance. So it's quite a beautiful story behind the fact that the slaves, on the day that they got off, didn't now go sit and mope around and, and things like that, but they did something as a community. And this year, or second new year, I think I'm going to just say second new year for if you're an international uh, listener, but it happens on the 2nd of January every year, but this year they are planning to have it on the Saturday, which is the 4th of January. And what is expected of it? This is what they expect, and hopefully it actually happens because it's a beautiful p parade. People dress up. It's such a colorful and an amazing uh, event. Now, Twitter Nyevayar, also known as Second New Year, is one of the biggest events in the city, attracting hundreds of performers and thousands of spectators. The performers known as the Kapsa Klopsa don colorful suits face paint, hats, and parasols. They strut their, uh, their stuff through the streets with brass instruments and drums in the traditional Guma music uh, style. The, the center of Cape Town becomes a huge street party for the day. It's loud, colorful, and a great deal of fun for the whole family. So it's really, really awesome. And where to go? So if you find yourself in Cape Town while you listen to this, you can go to these places. The performers march their way through many streets in the city, especially in the historic District 6 area. Uh, it's not hard to find them. Just listen out for the lively music and singing. The Bokap um, Grand Parade and District 6 area are the best places to catch the performers in the city. Many of the roads around there are closed at that time of the year, so make sure that you plan your transport ahead of time. Once the march comes to an end, the troopers and various Cape Malay choirs head to the stadium Greenpoint, where the competition for winning uh, the tropper begins in, in earnest. The battle for much coveted honors stretched out over several Saturdays in in January. So this is a celebration that especially the the natives of Cape Town enjoy and stuff and it would be really sad and obviously we understand the restrictions. You can't find yourself in a crowded place, if I could put it that way, but this is something that 
they have done every single year since uh, whenever it started. I think it was 1887, if I'm not mistaken. So the organization started in the 1880s and stuff, but they have been celebrating this since the 1800s. So this is something that is really, really important for Cape Town, and we really hope that um, they can still have this. But as we're seeing st stats and things like that, that Cape Town is actually increasing in COVID-19 cases. So do you think that Theodore Nevoyar or Second New Year should actually continue happening even with the restrictions, even with the protocols that have been put in place, or do you think it's something that people cannot attend this year? I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gigs on the new show right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. Active, 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 worship. Active, active, oh, active, 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 worship. Active worship, you can find us on the gram, you feel me? Instagram at Active Worship, we on books, you feel me? Facebook, click the follow since you're in it, keep listening. Apple Music, oh, it got you dancing, keep streaming. Spotify, it got you smiling, keep streaming. Oh, and Deezer, got your moves looking easy, cause we cool like that. Search Active Worship and listen, cause we cool like that. Christ music is hot music. <laughs> Check out the amazing music by Active Worship on all platforms. So we are speaking about the fact that COVID-19 cases could affect the tourism industry in Cape Town. And we spoke about one of the biggest events that could possibly be affected by this. So let me know what your thoughts are. Do you think that this event, Twitter Never Year or Second New Year, should continue or should it be just stop because there's nothing that they can do. Let me know on our social media pages. We are on Instagram at ActiveFM777. We are on Facebook forward slash ActiveFM. And we are on Twitter at ActiveFM. You can also catch us on Parlor at ActiveFM. And download this awesome track, or not track, show. I don't know why I say track. But download this awesome show on our other platforms you are on www.activefm.co.za We on Google Podcasts and on Apple Podcasts and we're also on Spotify so get downloading, share the show out there, copy, paste the link to as many people as you can because the new show is really, really awesome and I'm wishing you all the best as we get into December into festivities I'm excited for December and I hope that you're excited as well. I'm your girl Cynthia but you know you can call me Gigs. This is the new show on Active FM where radio has never been better. Active FM. Radio has never been better.